Hello and welcome to How to Change the World, learning from young people making a difference. With me, Daniela Timberley. This episode was recorded on Sunday the 7th of February 2021. So I have a little announcement that I wanted to share um, to get your attention. I am very excited about a project that I've been working on with Women's Aid, ABCLN and NI Opera for International Women's Day. Some other incredible women are involved and it's been in the works now for the last two months. Um, So since the start of the year. Um, So keep an eye out for that on my social media next week. Um, I'm really looking forward to sharing it with everybody. And I think it's such a unique and special opportunity. So yeah, keep an eye out for it. Um, Coming up today, I am talking to someone truly incredible. I only met her a couple of weeks ago, but she really impressed me um, with how much she's achieved. Harsha from Malaysia is an 18-year-old entrepreneur. She started her own social enterprise and youth movement um, with her friends called Ascendance that empowers teenagers and youths to uncover their passions and go after their dreams. And she joins me now. Hi, Harsha. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to see you again. Um, It's really only been like two weeks since we met, well, virtually um, at the Diana Award Conversations for Change um, event. But I was completely blown away because like everything that you've done in 18 years is just incredible. Um, And you're currently studying as well at the University of Pennsylvania. So like, how's that going? Oh, oh my God, it's been such a huge experience. Um, I was so fortunate to get into UPenn where um, the course that I'm doing is really relevant to what uh, I do at work with Ascendance. So I run a youth movement, which focuses a lot on education and I'm studying about positive psychology and culture. So it, it has this really good synergy where whatever I'm learning about in this positive psychology realm actually can be applied directly when I work with students on my team. So it's been on one side learning and then going and trying it out and going, oh my God, that actually worked. Oh my God, how do I make this work? So yeah, it's been really fun, except the time zones that kind of kills me every night but other than that it's yeah. been great <laughs> I know we were literally just talking about that like 12 hour 12 or 13 hour time difference I don't know how you do it like do you get sleep or <laughs> oh no it, actually it was much better once I became a vampire like you know, let's <laughs> cut off all that need for sleep <laughs> oh my gosh do you have to do all your lectures live or like can you like watch them back like or do you have to stay up to like 2 3 a.m on like do your lectures like that's insane Honestly, I think that uh, I'm very fortunate. Most of my lectures are asynchronous. So I actually have the option to do it at a regular time, like a regular human being. It's just (laughs) that I'm going to be honest, like most of the days I've got a bit of a back-to-back schedule. So I do have to end up staying late and and I end up being in their time zone and doing the work. So I'm just like, you know, I'll just go for the live sessions anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, I think, so you won your Diana Award in 2019 um, with your sister and two of your friends for, as you mentioned there at the beginning, um, for starting up your social enterprise and youth movement called Ascendance in 2015. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about what Ascendance is and what you do? Okay, so Ascendance is basically a nationwide youth movement here in Malaysia, where we work with everyday teenagers from from elementary to high school or primary school to secondary school to get them to discover what they love doing, learn about themselves and the world around them, and actually go out there and get experiences so that they can start their own social movements, their own um, social enterprises while they're still in school. So to date, we've worked with about 4,000 youngsters all across the country. We've collaborated with the Ministry 
Ministry of Education in Malaysia. We've worked with over 270 different communities and have developed tens of different startups, uh, social outreach programs, and even uh, projects that are run by students as young as 10 to 20 years old. And the whole team that runs this and makes this happen from working with the ministry to working on the ground are also 10 to 20 year olds, teenagers themselves. That is incredible. I do think like the age group that you're targeting is is so, so important, like 10 to 20. Like that's such a crucial time in anybody's life. Like I think I definitely turned my life around around like 13, 14. So I think like, you know, you're helping people right at the time that they need it, basically, Um, especially during the pandemic, because I mean, a lot of people are kind of like losing their way. So that the fact that there's people like you, um, you know, kind of helping people find their purpose I guess um is really really special um so you turned like your own life around um when you were younger as like you know you said you didn't have much like direction what like changed your mindset I guess like you know to change your life and to help other people change theirs well to be honest I think I was and still very very much so am a very normal teenager and a normal kid but uh my crucial turning point was when I was about 11 where up until then, I was just this shy, super quiet and unconfident kid. But um, it was actually by chance that my mom was wanting to start her own social business. So she was going from event to event, to incubator to incubator. And there was one particular social business incubator that would have weekly talks with uh, entrepreneurs. Um, they had over 30 different businesses under them and 43 different associates in various different um, fields. And I would just go there as an audience member because there was no one to babysit at home. And when I was there, um, one of the things that uh, for me really struck me was the fact that there were so many people who were doing what they were that they were passionate passionate about what they love doing and it was impacting the community around them and at the same time these people they were regular people I guess and they weren't uh, many of them were CEOs of million dollar companies some of them were teenagers who were just starting out in their own businesses and by kind of like spending this weekly time with them it made it opened up my mind from the four walls of my classroom to this whole world of social entrepreneurship and being able to do what you love doing. So that was my turning point. And by spending time in with them, I think I picked up the things that they were talking about. So they were talk, they were very experiential based, going out there and trying things out. But they also spoke about things like um, quantum physics, the theory of relativity, how you could use that to manifest your goals and manifest your reality, aka achieving your goals. And as I started applying it in my life, in small student-like things like getting better grades or getting to represent my state in sports, and even getting a scholarship to for my secondary school to an international school worth 150,000 ringgit. Um, by doing all of those things and by seeing other youngsters achieve success in the things that they love, we just turned around one day and said, hmm, wouldn't it be great if every kid had this opportunity? So my sister, who managed to kickstart her career as an international singer-songwriter, um, another, our, another two founders, one of them who was a filmmaker, which you should know a lot about, um, and another one who was a junior partner in an accounting company at age 19, we all looked, turned around and we said, let's bring this for other kids because our lives change. So why not help other students to do the same? So yeah. When you like go to approach young people, like um, because you've had, you know, this experience of going to this event, like you felt inspired when you go to approach young people, say that who like don't feel inspired, who have completely like not no ambition. How do you like kind of help them overcome like self-doubt? Because like I think that's a huge thing and obviously not following your dreams and, you know, realizing your potential. I think that, um, of course, there's no hard or fast rule to this, but I think it's a process. So even me to say that I've completely eradicated self-doubt from my life, that's going to be a bit of a lie. But I think you can seriously raise 
someone's confidence by just being there with them. So like all of the sentences programs are long-term. Uh, this year we had an online virtual environment. When we started off, we did on year-long intervention programs where we meet them very, very frequently. And a lot of it was actually many times we can't address their self-doubt specifically like as a whole, but we'd start by just getting to know them and getting to know number one, what really bothers them? How are they programmed? Why do they respond and react the way they do? getting them to be aware that, oh, I'm just reacting to my programming in a way. And at the same time, also getting them to discover what they love doing. So like some of them, like um, they would say, I want to be a YouTuber. So we'd be like, oh, that's great. But they are very shy and unconfident. So, but because we knew that they had this interest in YouTube and like production, we actually would go to like a production studio and get them to give these kids all of the high-end equipment, 5K cameras, audio equipment, and let the students do their own short film run it at the level of actual production company. So like in that experience for a kid who loved, who wanted to do this, who wanted to be a movie star, a YouTube star, their confidence grows because there's something that they love doing. So we're able to teach them and raise their, bring out their strengths by engaging them in things that they're passionate about. And those prolonged experiences of engagement eventually overflow into, their, into who they are. And they generally become more confident from those experiences in a way. Yeah, definitely. And I think it really helps having someone um, like you supporting them along the way as well. Um, after like young people, um, you know, there's a like three phase program um, for your organization. Like once young people like go through that three phase progress um, program, sorry, is there like in any way that you keep the young people involved in a sentence, you know, like to keep up with their progression, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, totally. So the I think the three phases you're referring to is number one, creating awareness, so getting them to understand how their thoughts work, how they're programmed, as I mentioned, and how they interact with the environment based on their programming and being aware of that. The second phase is experiential learning. So actually going out there and trying not just in media, as I mentioned, but also in anything from investment, business, uh, we even got stand up comedy and arts. And the fourth and the third stage basically is getting them to do their own social projects. So in their own, if it's a school or if it's a public uh, group, basically getting them all to discover what they love doing, working with other and collaborating with other students of similar interests and actually have a social project. So like one, once we had a group of artists um, led by this girl called Vinisha, and they basically had a platform for art where shy artists could submit their art and they would share it out on Instagram. And people who were interested in hiring youngsters could actually check that out and get in touch with talented youngsters all across the country. So that was one project. But what happens after the whole three-phase project is we open up the platform to anyone who wants to continue working with this. So some of these kids take it back and go to their own schools and replicate the program for their classes and their um, districts and all. But many of them actually do come back and say, I want to grow my career. I want to do something I love. And can you guys support me? So that's where we start functioning as like an incubator, I guess, where, for example, in the girl, Vinisha, who started the art platform, she actually came back and said, I want to be an artist. I want to be a graphic designer. So we actually worked with her on her career, um, almost daily guidance, almost daily mentorship. And today she's actually a published illustrator. She's got three books that she's illustrated out and she's only 18 years old. She was awarded one of the top 10 young talents uh, in Malaysia as well. So just oh like that, we've got many other stories. So someone finishes this program and they say, you know what, I want to be a writer. So we say, all right, come and work with us on different projects, build your other skills as part of a sentences team. And then we will see how we can help you kind of like foster that writing career. So like for that writer, Adrian, by the time he was 17, he had already published his own book. Um, 
So just like that, for all the kids we work with, as long as they have something that they want to work on and they come back to us, we keep it open. And we use the resources that we had from that social business incubator, from many of our corporate partners to actually bring in the, re- the funds, the experience, and also kind of like um, the tools they need to make it happen. That's so incredible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but like as like you are you are mentors like to young people, so many young people. And you know, I actually I think it's really, really important that you do keep that open to keep in touch with young people because like I still keep in touch with mentors I have when I was like 16, 17. Like I, I love keeping in touch like with people who helped me become like successful in different fields. So yeah, I think that's really special. Um, you've been a speaker at three TEDx events as well. Um, your confidence on stage is admirable, honestly. Like I watched your um, TEDx talk from Monash University um, and you were only 16 years old, um, but you were so confident sharing your ideas in front of so many people and, you know, young people just watching you would feel inspired and I have no doubt that so many people were um, inspired. Um but something I really want to talk about, though, is your newest project, and it's um, <laughs> it's a really exciting one. Um, you're launching your book, The Makings of a Teenage Entrepreneur, um, which sheds lights on your real-life stories. So tell me a bit about the book and what your motivations for writing it were. Okay. So um, The Makings of a Teenage Entrepreneur is basically a book on the real experiences, the raw experiences of being a teenage entrepreneur. The good, the bad, the pleasant, the not so pleasant, everything that that a teenager actually goes through in this journey of entrepreneurship. And I wrote it because, um, as I mentioned, Ascendance also incubates startups and projects. So one of the startups that um, in the beginning, a while ago, we incubated was my own startup called startmyname.com that does affordable digitalization. And um, it's about coming up to almost two years now that we've been running Start My Name. And over the last, especially last year, um, there were a lot, there was a lot of growth in startmyname.com. So we went in the last two years from having no clients and being a fresh startup run by literally me who was 17 to um, in one and a half years growing and having 400 clients in four different continents. Wow. And I, it sounds great. It sounds really nice. But you have to remember, again, the CEO is me who is like 17 years old. So it's like you run, the way you run a business is really different when you have 20 clients and when you have 200 clients. There's like you got to change. And I think that um, just uh, before my 18th birthday, um, we saw a really kind of like a spike in clients in startmyname.com. And um, for and running a startup, you are out there in the real world. You meet real businesses, work with real people who go through their daily struggles. And as an entrepreneur, seeing the spike of clients, I was working in and out kind of like 24-7 a day. And my whole team was kind of like learning how to manage this. And I was honestly having back-to-back calls, back-to-back meetings up until even on my birthday. I, was, I wanted to go on holiday, but I was having like a Zoom meeting at home, in the car, at the hotel. So it's like, I didn't really catch a break. And one of the things that actually happened is um, in between all of this stuff, I had my assignments. And I also had one client, um, actually two clients, which about three days ago, we finished their website, we finished their digitalization and things like that. And they were so happy. They were like, oh, thank you for doing everything exactly like the way we wanted it. And three days later on my birthday, they called me up and said, this is terrible. This is not what we wanted at all. And I was like, wait, what? That, you, huh? So yeah, my confusion. And 
at that point of time, when you've got all of these things going down, I was running on very little hours of sleep. I still had, again, classes to go to and things like that. And it was my 18th birthday. So I was a bit like extra sensitive. So I just started crying and I cried and cried and cried. And I texted my mentor and I said, this happened. What do I do? Why isn't it easy? It's so hard being an entrepreneur. And he said, well, yeah, welcome to the life of an entrepreneur. That's how it is. But can you imagine, but don't let this bring you down. Learn from it, grow from it, and find what's the lesson in it so that you can share it with other teenage entrepreneurs. Because I'm sure they're going through the exact same thing that you're, you are, but they might not have the resources or the platform or the guidance to actually come out of it. And this could just be their full stop. So that's when I actually just thought I would write a blog about this one experience. And I started writing and writing and writing. And I wrote for like a week straight. And the next thing I know, I had written a book. And... From that's where the book was born in a way, as a guide for any other teenage entrepreneur from not having any idea of what you want to do to actually growing your business to these heights and transforming your business to something that doesn't just um, serve you, but serves the community around you. You have like an online platform as well, like alongside your book. So is that just sharing some ideas from the book, um, like giving people a little bit of a taste of what it's about? Or is that more for people to like approach you and get like advice? Um, I think that, that one of the things that happened is after I wrote the book, I went back to the and I was like, hey, guys, check out my book. And they were like, this is amazing. But like, what if someone says, I want to be an entrepreneur? Like, where's the support for that? And for me, support is the only reason why I was able to do anything in my life, because I had an amazing environment of people. So we, we set out to actually create a platform called the teenageentrepreneur.com, which is basically an online environment of resources, experience, and even live guidance for any entrepreneur out there in the world whether you're a teenager whether you're more experienced this is the platform where you can actually interact with other people who are going through the same thing that you are but we also put in a lot of um kind of like daily vlogs and daily lessons of my experiences so you can see exactly how I'm applying the things in the book in real life we have interviews from some amazing entrepreneurs from all around the world sharing how they actually go through specific situations in their day-to-day life we have monthly workshops live sessions um basically and even a place for you to interact with others so basically it's a full-on platform for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur but doesn't know where to start or is already being an entrepreneur and they need a support system they need people they can communicate from learn from and help them out in all areas absolutely incredible um one last thing from me is um so what is one thing that someone can go out and do today to change the world Okay, there is so many things that I would say, but I think like one thing that anyone can do is actually go out there and find what they love doing. Because I find that many times people, uh, they want to make a change, they want to do something different, but they have no idea where to get started. So what you can do is explore, go and explore what you love doing. And once you find it, take that and turn your passion into something that not only is a career for you, but is something that creates a ripple effect in the community around you. I mean, you did this amazingly, like you're a filmmaker, but your work in film has actually impacted so many people because your message through film has always been about, I think, creating awareness on domestic abuse, emotional abuse. And from that, you actually managed to, I'm pretty sure managed to uplift so many lives and create so much awareness on this. So just like every other youngster out there, go and find out what you love doing. And just by exploring and interacting with people out there, you will actually find the next step uh, to make the world a better place. Harsha, thank you so, so much um, for joining me. That was a really, really great talk. And I think that so many young people will feel incredibly inspired um, no matter where they're listening from. Um, so yeah, thank you so much.
All right. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. And for all of you young people out there, for, or people like me, I guess, or anyone who's watching, uh, do feel free to reach out. And if you guys ever need any support, I think your amazing host for this podcast is a good role model that you should learn from. And if you want my thoughts on it, you can always find me and I'll be more than happy to share it with you. You can also go and get my book at store.startmyname.com and get on board the platform. In fact, you, the reader, has the power to actually change your life. You have, and the proceeds from this book actually go back to funding other teenage entrepreneurs. So you, who's actually listening to this, can change your life and the lives of everyone around you just by taking that first step. So yeah, that's all from me. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I've been listening to your episodes. I'm a fan of the podcast and of course, of the amazing work you do. Thank you so much. Remember, if you want to visit our Instagram page, it's at how.tochangetheworld. On the next episode, I'm changing it up a little bit. Instead of having a young person, I'm going to be joined by someone who is passionate about mentoring young people on their volunteering and campaigning journeys. Sandara Kelso-Robb is the Northern Ireland Ambassador for the Diana Award and she has worked with a range of voluntary sector organisations. Thank you for tuning in to How to Change the World. Bye.